Now through August 31st, my friends at Scana Energy will be matching donations to their homework centers. These donations will help students across Atlanta succeed in school. Donate now or learn more at scanaenergy.com slash give. And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, welcome back to FinCast, powered by Scana Energy, alongside the great B-Fin86, Brian Finneran, I'm Tyler Nelson. Finn, happy second week of FinCast. Yeah, rock and roll, brother. Let's see if we can uh, match week number one. Oh, it was so great, too. Well, I guess we have to lead off uh, with sad note in uh, the passing, the way too early passing of Greg Knapp, and uh, he was in a cycling accident. So Yeah, he's a, he's a big uh, bicycle rider. He was out in Northern California where he's living, and just before he had to go to, uh, I believe, Jet's um, yeah, training camp as their passing game coordinator uh, was struck by a car that was going pretty fast and had some life-threatening injuries and um, was on life support and the family five days into it decided it was time oh, to five days. I hadn't heard that yeah That's... so I decided I think he got hit on Saturday or Sunday and they, they ended up um, taking him off a of life, life support on Thursday afternoon or morning so he's at peace with his uh, with his dad and and um, he's hopefully in a, in a better place now, as we all say. But he was a great guy, uh, just a sweet uh, coach. We don't say too often about coaches yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. He was our offense coordinator here in Atlanta from 2004 to 2006. So you played with him. So he was uh, absolutely. He was, he was a guy. I think him, I, I, guess. I had 50 catches in 2005 as, with him as the OC. Love playing for him, West Coast offense. And again, just uh, one of the good guys in the NFL. And just, uh, I think, 58 years young and lost him way too soon. Leaves behind family and and a um, couple, da- couple daughters, daughters right? that's exactly yeah. right and so you had two stints with the falcons right? he did a quarterback coach most recently with shabby and uh, matt ryan the last few years right and, and matt had a had a few really nice words to say about him on uh, social media and then i guess we'll talk about this in a second but matt was in studio and, and they talked about it too so yeah yeah but a really really sad way to start the week and to start uh this episode but at the same time and you know you gotta you gotta really acknowledge and recognize especially like you said it's so it's not often you hear that you know the the great co- coaches in the NFL aren't often talked about as sweet guys, right. but uh, he know, was definitely that. It was well, so funny because he'd get up in front of the team offensive meetings uh, way back when in oh four oh five oh six, and every once in a while he was upset at us for whatever we did wrong or, or, or whatever, and he tried to curse uh, up on the <laughs> stage, and it just he was one of those guys where cursing didn't flow out out of his mouth very weird. easy. It sounded very strange. So you, number one, you knew you were in big trouble because he didn't do it very often. And number two, it was a little bit strange and awkward uh, sitting there having him do that to like, you. Like uh, parents using the middle name. That's like, exactly <laughs> right. Like, your full name. That's right. Uh, well, Greg Knapp gone too soon at age 58. Recipes, Greg, and to his family, of course, we're thinking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess on to, we just said, uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Matty Ice, number two, our QB1, was in mm-hmm. studio here with us at 6A The Fan this week. Good 15-minute long se- uh, segment with Chuck and Chernoff. Uh, did you catch that or uh, in live? Or? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we ran some of the cuts. I didn't catch it live. Um, I don't know what I was doing at two o'clock, whatever time he was in, yeah, in the studio. Yeah. But he'll be joining the locker room every Monday morning, I believe, during the football season. So it'll be great to hear from our quarterback throughout the course of the year, and mm-hmm. hopefully they have a good season this year. 
Um, I listened to the interview. They did a good job. They they talked about um, Julio Jones and him not being in there. Right. Um, a handful of other things. So it's always good to catch up with Matt and, and hear what he has to say. Yeah, so other than the Julio thing, which of course mm-hmm. is, as we talked about in the last episode, is, is the, the number one thing to talk about in terms of Falcons news this year, of course, and how can it not be, but the uh, <laughs> two things that I thought were major takeaways for me is he talked about the process, about the Falcons potentially drafting a quarterback in, in the NFL draft, in the, in the 2021 right. draft, and and he said they were upfront and honest, and that they they said, you know, we're, we're looking at everybody and all these things. And then, of course, joked, I'm glad they didn't. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, the the big three were off the board, it, right? One, two, three, but there were big four, and, and Justin Fields fell to like eleven or something like that. Yeah, or the, the Bears, teams, right? for the Bears, yeah, for the Bears. And so they could have had Justin Fields, uh, and but we, of course we went with Kyle Pitts, and then he went on to talk about uh, Kyle Pitts being an eager and hardworking tight end, and we we talked about the tight end situation last week. But well, as it pertains to Matt. And Justin Fields or, you know, they could have, I guess, traded up for one of those big three if they really wanted Trey Lance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But why do you think they didn't go for Fields? Um, a lot of it goes back to the salary cap situation. Matt Ryan has a huge salary cap hit this year right. and next year. So he's pretty much going to be on this roster for two more years, maybe th- three, if it, everything goes according to plan, right. which I hope it does. Yeah. So, and, and I think and I think Terry Fontenot said it, our general manager said it going into the into the draft and even before they have a plan and what we didn't know was part of that plan was to trade Julio Jones who had a few months earlier asked to be traded Julio wanted to go play somewhere where he thought he was going to be able to contend uh, and be on a super, another Super Bowl team so he wanted that the Falcons knew that it's 15 million dollars in cap savings if you do get rid of Julio as far as a trade right. you get stuff in return a second and a sixth rounder so they knew all this going into the draft we did not. So with that in mind, you're losing your best player, maybe your best receiver for sure, but you're losing your best player in Julio Jones. So let's figure out how we can get close to where we were with him on the field, and that obviously was Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, big right. body, six foot six. I think the longest in the last 20 years, the longest arm length uh, and a reach. Wingspan. 80, 83 wingspan, thank you. <laughs> How apropos of a, of a, of a designation is that? Wingspan, Falcons. 83 right? and 3 yeah. inches, the longest wingspan in the tw- last 20 years as far as the combine was concerned. Uh, plus, he's super athletic, big body. You can line him up at receiver. You can put him at tight end. So they knew what they had going into this thing. And I, and I believe with the Julio news, with Matt being here for a couple more years minimum, it made perfect sense to go get a guy like Kyle Pitts. Well, and, and personally, just from the having played football since middle school mm-hmm. and just as the fan, and it, Matt doesn't look like he, there's no, there, you know, people talk about his age and whatever. It's like he's 34? 36. 36. Yep. He doesn't and look. And just turned 36 and, in and, May. And he's probably not playing as long as Brady has no. or Drew did or whatever, but no. it, he's, he, there's no fall off. I mean, he doesn't no. have maybe the deep ball he used to, but he's, if you protect him, he's going to be a great quarterback. No question. It was like, 4,800 yards last year in a 16-game season, 29 touchdowns, I think, or 26 and 10 or 13 picks. So if he lives around there, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which has kind of been his average yeah. when you put it all together, um, we're going to be just fine. Quarterback's the least of my worries on this football team yeah. right now. There's a lot more spots you got to be worried about, and Matt Ryan is not one of them. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to talk about the defense next week. There's there's a lot or maybe not enough to talk mm-hmm. about, depending on how you want it's to phrase it. plenty to talk about. Yeah, in the defense. But um, something you touched on last week that I want to delve into just a little bit more, and it doesn't have to be too deep, I guess, but you said that you know when you played the game, it was a little bit softer than it had been before that, and then the generation now is a little bit softer mm-hmm. or harder then than it is now, that kind of thing. 
Go into that a little bit more. So we all, I mean, I think we all know what you mean walk, kind yeah, of by that, mean, but... Your parents tell you they walked up the right. uh, hill both ways to and from school and snow, snow yeah, and yeah, yeah. driving wind and snow and sleet and everything else. We're always going to think we had it tougher than the generation after us. Right. Uh, but that's just a fact now in the NFL. Training camp used to be six weeks long um, in the 70s, 80s, and, uh, and then in the 90s it got a little bit less at four weeks. And when I was there, we had double days with full pads. You waited like two days to put your pads on. Now they literally have today in 2021, the first day you check in, the second day you go out there in um, just helmets and shorts and, and jerseys. They do that for three days. And then the fourth day you're allowed to put like um, soft shelves on, like um, maybe shoulder pads, but I think it's just these shells right. underneath your jersey where you get a little more contact. Do that for two days. And then the sixth day is an automatic day off, right? <laughs> and then the seventh day you get back at it and you can finally put pads on. It's just different, the different mentality. And, I, and it's probably better that way, increase guys' um, longevity, longevity in, uh, playing football. The average lifespan of an NFL football player is like three, three and a half years, depending on who you talk to. So if you eliminate some of those ridiculous hits or drills in training camp, you protect players throughout the course of you're only allowed one padded practice every couple of days, I think. You're not allowed to do double days anymore with full pads on. Uh, certain drills are not allowed. So I think it's good for football, and we kind of joke around that it's gotten softer. It has. There's no question about it, but there's still – but not necessarily in the negative sense. You mean. No, 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 no. I think I think overall in the long run, it'll help guys play longer and increase their playing time in, in their careers and, and be better for the game as, as they continue to learn how to play. So do, it's a good thing. Do you think that overall favors the offensive side of the ball in, in, in terms of gameplay, like all teams? Do you think that means that gives a, an offense more of a leg up? The defenses aren't as worn in, aren't as practiced, aren't as... Uh, it's in, as far as tackling goes, maybe. I think, um, I think a lot of offensive players go down too easy anyway. So if you All put right. a body, if a defender comes up and tries to hit you, I prided myself on breaking the first tackle or at least making two guys come tackle me. Go back and watch the film of me playing, and I have to go check it and see if I'm, if I'm right about that. Do you that. do that often? Do you just sit, <laughs> I you, have, no. Nobody's Rarely. home, and you're, you're just sitting there and it's like, yeah, I'm going to no. watch some fin time. <laughs> I, I, um, I didn't watch my last game in the NFL, which was against the Green Bay Packers, and it was January of 2011 playoff game in the 2010 season where Aaron Rodgers went freaking nuts. I think he completed 34 or 38 passes, and we lost. But I never watched that game, and I always had a TV copy of it. And it was probably two or three years ago. I finally was home alone. I was, like, doing laundry in my room, and I found it. And I put it in, and I ended up texting Matt Ryan as I was watching it, thinking about all the stuff that went wrong in that game and what could have been and everything else. Because late in that game, Tony Gonzalez went out with an uh, ankle sprain, and I went in his position that flex kind of tight end, mm -hmm. and Matt fed me for like three plays in a row. Took a huge hit from the safety at one point, uh, had a first down conversion and, and all kinds of stuff. So that was a, the last time and, and the first time in a long time that I'd gone back and watched any of my games in college. I mean, in, in the pros. I think about college because we have this uh, highlight reel from our my last year in school uh, that we watched Which you would have for NFL and scouting reasons, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was good. I think uh, this is a good time to get to... Finn's Ring of Honor. This is the one ring. Finn's Ring of Honor. All right, and uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that Precious. intro. <laughs> so, uh, who is your Ring of Honor today? And again, Ring of Honor is Finn's Ring of Honor is uh, someone who is either a great Falcon, former Villanova uh, teammate, maybe even somebody you ties with or coach, or who knows what, but. 
not somebody you necessarily see uh, their name hanging in the Ring of Honor at Mercedes-Benz, but in your personal sure. uh, Ring of Honor. So last week was uh, Ronnie Harris, yeah. good friend, and, and kind of took me in. This week, uh, former Falcon uh, Terrence Mathis goes in my Ring of Honor. He's a guy. And that's a great one. When I came here, I mean, really good, really good football player and, and great receiver. And relatively speaking, a smaller receiver, kind of short, I guess you could say. And, and, but the guy what impressed me so much about Terrence Mathis, and I learned a lot from him. Him being a, a smaller guy, he showed me how to get in and out of routes. Uh, we had a speed out, which is what it was called. And you really just kind of have to roll out of it as opposed to breaking down. And it gives you that advantage over the cornerback and the DB that's trying to cover you. And if you're on the same page with the, wide rec- with the quarterback, then you got a real good chance of completing that every time you run it. He taught, he taught me how to run that. Watching Terrence go down the field and get deep balls and, and make himself a bigger receiver just in the moment was pretty cool. He had a little deal where he gave like a little chicken wing. Because if you ever extend your arm uh, on a deep ball, you're probably going to get called for offensive right. pass interference. Right. But if you could just give him like a little bit of bump, a little chicken wing mm-hmm. as they're cu- running with you down the field, it just gets them off their game just a hair, gets them a little off balance. A little separation. A little separation as well, and then you can make the catch. And Terrence was one of the best in the world I ever saw do that. He was a good friend. He still is. Terrence plays in my golf tournament uh, every year that I have it, and uh, we go back and forth and help each other out with the charitable events. And those yeah, are he's kind of known guys. for that a little bit in his post-career, right? There's a lot of charity, a lot of community mm-hmm. stuff, and he's yeah. still around here in Atlanta, right? Yeah, he was coaching for a while, too, and I apologize. I don't have the name of the school in front of me, but he's a, he was a head coach of a football team, giving back to those kids as well. So Terrence Mathis goes into this week's Ring of Honor. And in, even for me personally, as just as a kid growing up in Atlanta, that's you know uh, one of the shortlist guys you always oh, yeah. think about. It, those the, the mid to late '90s teams and stuff. And mm-hmm. he was on the the Super Bowl team in '98. He absolutely right? was, yeah. And of course, we mentioned Ronnie Harris was last week too. Yeah. And I'm I'm sort of noticing a trend with wide receivers. So listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm biased to wide receivers. All right, so uh, Terrence Mathis, Finn's Ring of Honor. Uh, finished up in 2002 with 63 career touchdowns. Mm. Uh, that's that's not no slouch. Mm-mm. No slouch. Is his height and weight on there? Do yeah, you know? uh, he was 5'10". Yeah, man, what did I do? I'm six foot. I could have played in there. <laughs> well, yeah. at least the height. Okay, so then I guess getting to wrap up. You uh, you did something cool with the the Falcons this week. It was the uh, salute to service. So. Yeah, absolutely. 13 years in a row. Chris Millman, who heads their community relations department, does a great job for the Atlanta Falcons. And you don't stick around an organization that, as long as he has, unless you're really good at your job with new new coaching staffs and new management and everything else. He's done, he's done that. So Chris Millman went to the bape shop up in uh, Lake Lanier and talked to the guy that was running, who was also a guide out on the lake, and said, do you think we could do something like this? And what he said was, I want to get some wounded warriors, some veterans, do our salute to service project, and combine Falcons players, former and current, with wounded warriors, guys that are kind of either – in some kind of program, I think Share Initiative is one, um, and there's a handful more where guys either have lost limbs, have had oh. traumatic brain injuries, yeah. PTSD, PTSD. Mm-hmm. all those different things that affect these military and service men and women. Can we give them just a day and a half, two days of just enjoying being around the Falcons, being appreciated the way they should be? And uh, it's just blossomed into this great event that I try to do every single year. Myself, Jarius Norwood, Keenan Forney, Buddy Curry, Dave Archer, um, and then a bunch of current players as well go out there on about 15 different boats. There's anywhere from three to five guys on per boat, and you just go have a fishing competition up at Lake Lanier. The boat, the guides, my guide was Brent Hansen with uh, Fish Easy uh, Fishing Company. They they just they give their time, they give their effort, they give their the money that goes into the bait and everything else, and they give it uh, to the Falcons and to these wounded warriors. And it's just such a great moment 
and we don't get anything from it except just feeling good and, right. and giving back. So it's a, it's a special deal, and I love doing it. I've probably done it eight out of the 13 years. And, I mean, I, I think most people would agree there's few, if any, causes that deserves more attention, money, and, and time oh. than, than, than and something here, like that. Uh, the guy I was on the boat with was um, a Navy, a former Navy veteran. Uh, he had a couple tours, one in Afghanistan. Uh, he was on the aircraft carriers. At one point, I guess somebody didn't have their equipment their equipment buckled up properly. The jet engine that was taken off blew that guy's equipment off his own body and into this guy's back of this guy's head. So he got oh, a concussion and, um, and had to deal with that for a long Symptoms were bothering him for a long, long time. So anyway, it was, um, it was cool. His name was Jake Ciccone. Great guy. He's got his life together. He's doing great. Uh, just so much fun to see those guys, and they appreciate being there because I think there's a, there's a, natural, there's a natural connection between athletes, team sport athletes, and military. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, there's a concept of teamwork and, and no all, question. Yeah, all for one. And, you know, obviously for different outcomes. Yes, obviously. And it's hard to even compare because their job is so much more important than what we did. We are entertainers, they're protectors and, and, uh, and fighters. Um, but we talk about the things you miss the most, whether you come out of the NFL or come out of the, the military. You miss the guys. You miss your group. You miss your battalion. I miss the locker room. I miss being around my teammates in the receiver meeting room and all those different things. And it's very similar what we miss. And, and then when, does, when, you're, when you're done, guy could have done nine years in the military. And guess what? When you're out, you're out. You're done. And it's not like they forget about you, but unless you stay really in touch with everybody, you just lose all mm-hmm. those contacts immediately. And that's what happens in the NFL too. Like when I left the NFL in 2011 – you don't laugh as much. You don't have as many conversations with dudes. Friendships kind of go away. Not that you lost, like you don't like anybody anymore. They just go away. Right. Unless you make the effort to stay in touch and, and, and stay, keep talking to people. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Falcons, uh, AtlantaFalcons.com has all the information on there. Salute to service. It was great. And, you know, obviously I don't live in or pay as much attention to other teams, but uh, it really seems like few teams do it better than the Falcons oh. do in terms of giving back to the community and stuff. And So true. And that starts with Arthur Blank. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, he's done it from day one. His number one goal, besides winning a Super Bowl, was to give back to the community and make sure all his players and, and employees understand that. And I think we've led the league for a number of years as far as hours given back in the community. Yeah, and, and it's, it certainly shows. It is not just talk. So oh, yeah. um, great work by the Falcons and yourself and, of course, all the uh, former and current Falcons on the salute service thing. And I guess we'll wrap it up at there. Yeah. Any, uh... Are we allowed to curse on this thing ever or should we yeah. just leave it pretty, yeah. pretty normal? I'm not gonna... <laughs> We're not going to do it today, but maybe one day. We'll Throw it in there, really, slip. like you said, like uh, with Coach Knapp, right? Just make exactly sure make, right. to bring home the point. Don't make it uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> all right, so catch uh, Brian Finneran, uh, co-host of the Locker Room, every weekday morning on 680 The Fan, 680 AM, 93.7 FM on the Locker Room with Hudson Mason, Joe Hamilton, home team Brandon Leak, John Michaels, Finn. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at bfin86. Cool. And we will see you next week for another episode of Fincast. You got it, brother. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas provider of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and produced by Tyler Nelson. Intro and outro music by Atlanta band Gringo Star with their song, I Will Not Follow. Feel free to reach out about the podcast to tyler at 680thefan.com. 
FinCast is hosted on thepodcastpark.com by 680 The Fan and can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next week on FinCast. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.